All right. Welcome back to the News Commons Radio Hour. I'm Joe Amditas, and I'm joined here in the studio with Stephanie Murray, who is the director of the Center for Cooperative Media and my boss. Uh, a new study out this week from researcher Jesse Holcomb and the Tau Center for Digital Journalism at Columbia's Graduate School of Journalism. A little disclosure, uh, we work with Jesse Holcomb on an unrelated research project. Uh, the study just came out shows that most newspapers, broadcasters, and digital native publishers have websites. Shocking. They sell ads and they use Facebook, uh, but it's actually not all of them. And so today we're going to talk a little bit about the local news and digital landscape with Stephanie Murray, who is here today. She spent 15 years as a reporter and editor, including spending several years helping local newspapers make the transition to digital. And she's currently our director. Um, Stephanie, welcome. Thank you, Joe. So first, the new report by Jesse Holcomb. Um, Again, the center is currently working with him on an unrelated research project, but this new report has a couple of surprises in it. Uh, so why don't we start with the basics? Um, everybody has a website, right? You would think, but that's not actually the case. So this is a topic I've spent um, years of my career actually working with because I work for local newspapers and we struggle to make a transition to digital for years. And so Jesse's report was pretty interesting. So what he did is they looked at um, a sample of about 1,800 local news organizations that involved radio, TV, newspapers from all around the country mm-hmm. and analyzed um, all sorts of things about how they operate digitally today. So one of the surprising things to me was the website issue. Um, More than one in 10, so 12% of the total do not have a website. And if you factor in those that just have a PDF, and that's what they, they post a PDF. As their website. That's, that's, the, yeah. that's their digital footprint. 17% of the news orgs that he studied, they have no website, no PDF. It's like, almost one in five. Almost yeah, one in five. It, it, it's pretty high. So, so 17% of them don't have that sort of digital footprint that we would expect if you factored in those that use PDFs as their digital as their digital presence. Um did they say? Does he say anything about why that's the case, or what? The, is it a lack of like a financial resources or technical no, capability? No. So, so or? Jesse's report really analyzed um, from a numbers perspective right. who has this and who doesn't, who okay. don't, like who doesn't. He didn't really get into the why. One of the things that was interesting is of that 17 percent, a high percentage of those are community weekly newspapers. Mm. So that's really where uh, a big segment where we see um, if if they're lag if news orgs that are lagging digitally, it's normally going to be um, in that area and. Those in those community weeklies, um, we found that the report found that um, that there are some news orgs that don't have a presence on Facebook, but many do. Even the ones that don't have a website, they were um, a third of them still had a Facebook presence. Oh, okay. So that's interesting. Yeah. Um, that's could be because it's easier to start up a Facebook page and easier to maintain, and it's more um, built-in network and everything. Yeah, it's yeah, part yeah. of people's lives. They use Facebook. They might not use WordPress every day, so mm-hmm. it might have been easier for them to do that. Um, and there are some of them that um, just do social media, and that's pretty much it. What about mobile news? Everybody has a phone. More and more people are getting their yes. news specifically via their phone. And whether or not that, that means anything necessarily different than a laptop or desktop, there are some differences. Can you talk a little bit about what the report has to say in sure. terms of mobile news consumption and production? So uh, Jesse looked at which of these local news organizations had apps and which of them had responsive design. So we probably could have guessed this, but relatively few actually offer their own mobile app. Um, 
about 27% had an app in the Apple Store is what they looked at. I mean, apps are far more common for broadcast outlets and in daily newspapers, much less common for smaller digital operations or those community publications we talked about earlier. Um, as far as responsive design, though, most of them, I mean, a good chunk of them did have um, – um, responsive websites. So that seems to be how they're responding to news on mobile today is making their websites responsive um, on smaller devices. So they looked at a, he looked at a sample of about 200 subset of the 1800 and 84% of them had a mobile responsive site. Mm-hmm. I should mention that um, he did uh, study how many of them use Google AMP because some of them... They accelerated mobile yeah, pages. Accelerated quick mobile loads pages. And, yeah, Exactly, which helps... helps um, like instant you know, articles on Facebook. Right? It yeah, is, yeah, yeah. It helps those pages load a lot quicker. Well, this, this, I mean, we talked about this in the last segment with Mary Galliato, the issue of revenue. Um, this is something, obviously, yes. if you can't put bread on the table, you can't put words on the, on, you know, on the PDF. Uh, uh, but, <laughs> nice, nice. You're the king of metaphors, uh, Thank you. But um, what does this say about revenue? Is there anything about revenue generation from these digital? Is it more or less profitable? What, what, what's up? Yeah, so, so Jesse, I mean, obviously, as we saw with Mary, I mean, um, you know, many local news publishers are still struggling to build sustainable business models, sustainable digital business models, I mm-hmm. should say. Um, so he looked at subscriptions or membership, paywalls, and advertising. So his analysis found that a slight majority of the local news outlets, about 57%, did offer something online to subscribe, donate, or become a member. Um, so m- when it comes to print, most of those daily publications, the daily newspapers, many of them had this in place already. And that's you would probably guess that because they, you already, they've already had subscriptions for years. So transitioning that digitally should have been not as hard. So 94% of the daily newspapers they studied, you could subscribe online. But just more than two-thirds of the community weeklies um, offered such an option. So again, it's community weeklies that we see that are lagging behind a little bit. So for those of you, all of our three listeners out there who may be diehard research uh, nerds like myself, who I'm sure are dying to read this paper, where can we find it? Uh, how can they learn more about Jesse Holcomb's work? Yes. So the paper goes into much more depth on um, what it found on these 1,800 news organizations. And if you go to CJR.org, which stands for Columbia Journalism Review, you can um, take a look at the paper. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us. We're uh, Before we finally wrap up, you can go to centerforcooperativemedia.org to learn more about the center and what we do. Don't forget to subscribe to our daily and weekly and monthly newsletters. I think we have 8,000 newsletters at this point. Not quite. Uh, not that, uh, yeah, we, we're not there yet, but we're getting there. Um, you go to centerforcooperativemedia.org. Um, I am Joe M. Didis, and we are joined here. Thank you so much, Stephanie Murray, our director. Um, We're going to go to a quick break, and then we'll come back and finish, and we'll do our our, uh, question of the week.